the Holy Ghost who dwells in us. 2 Timothy 1 verse 14 W. H. Westcott Introductory The Holy Spirit occupies a very special place in relation to Christians, distinct from anything set forth in Old Testament times or enjoyed by Old Testament saints, distinct from what was enjoyed by the disciples who accompanied with the Lord previous to His death, resurrection, and ascension, and distinct from what will be wrought in men, Israelites and Gentiles, after Christians are gone from the earth to the Lord, when the time will have come for the millennial reign of Christ and its attendant glory and blessing. We will reverently speak of his unique service in Christianity and invite the reader's prayerful study and exercise of heart over the Scripture, that we may seek to answer to the grace that God has shown to us and to the position Christ has won for us, loyally and largely, till he comes. First of all, who is the Spirit? We require to distinguish between the ordinary human spirit conferred on God's creature man in Genesis 2 verse 7, by the breath of God, and the Spirit of God who moved independently on the face of the waters before man was made, in Genesis 1 verse 2 the first constitutes man a responsible being before his Creator, destined to exist forever, the second is a divine person. They are very clearly separated in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. The Spirit of man equips him for intelligence within the compass of his position as a man, the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. We met a man not long ago who foolishly argued that, inasmuch as unconverted men had not the Spirit of God, each of them would cease to exist when he died. But when this passage was pointed out to him, he wisely bowed to the Word, which shows that every man has his own spirit whether he has the Spirit of God or not. The Holy Ghost is a separate personality in God. His name is seen in conjunction with the names of the Father and the Son in Matthew 28. Christian baptism commits one to the confession of God as revealed by Christ, the full revelation of the one true living God being Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There are not two gods, or three gods, as ignorant objectors allege, but three personalities in one God. These three ever subsisted in the Godhead, and with regard to the Holy Spirit, He is expressly called the Eternal Spirit, Hebrews 9 verse 14. Before the worlds were made, God is, Hebrews 11 verses 3 and 6. But even when heaven and earth were created these material things were not capable of bringing to light all that God is. Moreover, though Enoch and Noah walked with God, and Abraham was called God's friend, and the Lord spake face to face unto Moses as a man speaks to his friend, their great intimacies did not bring to light the full truth. He was known to the patriarchs under his name of Almighty God, for the attribute of all might pertains to the whole Godhead. Later, an advance was made when God especially linked his name of Jehovah with the nation of Israel. Exodus 6 verses 2-3, for eternal existence and unchangeable glory, which are implied in that name, belong equally to the whole Godhead. Yet amid all the glories unfolded by the prophets, the Godhead's secret W is never fully disclosed until in the fullness of time Christ came when it was no longer a question of the creation of worlds, or of the power that could sustain faith and reward it, as in Old Testament times, but rather of making purgation of sin and of revealing all that God is, the appearance of the Son of God in a concrete human form, apart from sin, necessarily brought to light his relations with the other persons in the Trinity. Christianity therefore is based upon the knowledge of God as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But once we have light as to him we can see how large a part the Spirit played in the history of the world and times that are past. In creation he is the first personality distinguished by name, Genesis 1 verse 2, and is there seen in connection with the ordering of the earth for man. 
In Job 26 verse 13, he is found garnishing the heavens. See also Isaiah 40 verse 13. The formation of man is attributed to him in Job 33 verse 4. He operated in a special way in all the writers and in all the writings of the scripture, 2 Samuel 23 verse 2, 1 Chronicles 28 verse 12, Nehemiah 9 verse 30, 1 Peter 1 verses 10 to 11, 2 Peter 1 verse 21, Hebrews 3 verse 7, Hebrews 9 verse 8, Hebrews 10 verse 15. He imparted special wisdom to men, understanding, knowledge, skill, Exodus 31, Nehemiah 9 verse 20, peculiar and temporary energy and power, Balaam, Numbers 24 verse 2, Othniel, Judges 3 verse 10, Gideon, Judges 6 verse 34, Jephthah, Judges 11 verse 29, Samson, Judges 13 verse 25, etc., Saul, 1 Samuel 10 verses 6 and 10, etc. He is spoken of symbolically, under the idea of seven spirits, in Revelation 1, 3, 4, 5. Compare Isaiah 11 verse 2. Thus also Christ is spoken of symbolically as a lamb having seven horns and seven eyes. He is spoken of typically, as oil, for anointing, etc., Exodus 30 verses 22 to 33. Compare Acts 10 verse 38 and 1 Samuel 16 verse 13 and as wind, or breath, Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 10. See verse 14. He is spoken of characteristically, as the Spirit of grace, Zechariah 12 verse 10, Hebrews 10 verse 29, of truth, John 14 verses 17 and 26, etc., of holiness, Romans 1 verse 4. So called everywhere the Holy Ghost, of life, Romans 8 verse 2, of Christ, Romans 8 verse 9, etc., of sonship or adoption, Romans 8 verse 15, of God's Son, Galatians 4 verse 6, of power, love, and a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, and of glory and of God, 1 Peter 4 verse 14. He is spoken of prophetically, in Isaiah 44 verse 3, where it is foretold that he will be poured out on Jacob's seed through the sovereign will and mercy of God, in Ezekiel 11 verse 19, and 36 verses 26 to 27, in contrast with their former idolatry and uncleanness, and their captivity in heathen lands, also in Joel 28, where Jehovah declares his purpose to bring all flesh, i.e., Gentile as well as Jew, under the Spirit's power. I his will be connected with the future deliverance in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, when God shall save his remnant of the Jews, though the Apostle Peter indicates a partial fulfillment of it in Acts 2 verse 16, etc. Lastly, he is said to give character to gift, Romans 1 verse 11. The mind, life, and disposition of saints generally is such, Romans 8. Certain godly believers in contrast with certain carnally-minded believers, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 15, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 37, Galatians 6 verse 1. The part taken by saints in Christian assemblies and among their fellow Christians, 1 Corinthians 12. The Resurrection Body, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 44. The Whole of Our Blessings, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Our Songs, Ephesians 5 verse 19. The House of Which We Form Constituent Parts, and Our Sacrifices, 1 Peter 2 verse 5.